Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Hello guys, welcome to the new episode of Everyday Trekkies. Today we bring you the fourth episode from Lower Decks called Moist Vessel. Now, before we proceed with our regular uh, discussion and our review for the episode, why don't we, as we decided in the last episode, read the small excerpt from IMDb which basically tells what the episode is about and see if it justifies what the episode is. Yeah. Captain Freeman seeks the ultimate payback after Mariner blatantly disrespects her in front of the crew. A well-meaning Tendi accidentally messes up a lieutenant's attempt at spiritual ascension and tries to make it right. This two-line description of the episode is why you should watch the episode and not read IMDb. Well, yeah, obviously, but I guess it's also like it's a fine summary, I think. The first question as we go, what are your initial impressions like and how do you rate it compared compared to the other episodes? First, I'll go because I absolutely loved it and I think it ranks first from the other four episodes that I saw. What about you? Good that you went first because I thought this episode was fine. I mean, it's probably my least favorite of, of the four yet. Oh, okay. There are two different opinions. This would be fun. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe because I watched it in two parts and um, I don't know, like just the circumstances of it might be. But um, the first half of the episode really dragged for me. I like the second half, uh, like after, you know, the whole accident happens. Yeah, I was saying that why did I like this episode so much? Because as you already know, Pushka, that, you know, I'm interested about these concepts, these weird sci-fi concepts when they are introduced in this episode. So when they started with generational ship idea where it was a ship from some old species who had material that they could transform inert matter to organic matter and terraforming planets as they go and the aliens were mummified in the ship. So I liked that whole concept. I was loving where it was going. I expected it to go more into that area but then again it's lower decks so th- and it's not a TNG episode so the episode will not be about the generational ship. It's pretty much the exact same plot of Wrath of Khan, which is also about people, you know, uh, mummified in space and you have this device, which is like basically the Genesis device that can turn uh, inorganic material into organic. I mean, they they slide into it pretty heavily. They basically say that this is used to terraform planets and which is basically what the Genesis device is. So I was like, yeah, this is like a good nod to the uh, Wrath of Khan. But then also like, one of my weird gripes with this whole thing was like if it's making organic material out of uh, inorganic stuff why is it making rocks yes that was something weird like as we progressed into the episode but again i don't know probably you need rocks to grow in organic material so probably it's making the foundations of it you never know with these you know when when i started watching lower decks like from the very first episode, I threw some of my logic out. No, it's true, it's true. I mean, I've never been that kind of guy who like Star Trek has to be scientifically accurate. But this just seemed to be like, just like a weirdly, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really weigh on that episode that much. Except for maybe like, you know, having to find a pointier rock, but yeah. So I really like the opening scene where uh, there's a mission briefing going on and the Mariner just starts yawning in between 
the yawning is basically she's trying to undermine uh, her mother captain freeman so i really like that part and after that i think the episode for me started to drag when she finally gets promoted which is which was a fun idea the biggest fear mariner has is having responsibility or having been promoted to do, uh, do an actual job you know and yeah i liked some of the stuff they had in it like uh, executive poker was a really fun joke <laughs> yeah yeah that they did which is something that they used to do in tng all the time Mm-hmm. but yeah other than that i was just like really okay this is fine like uh, mariner hates the job we get it like let's just get it moving it wasn't until you know the whole accident happens and both the ships you know start terraforming that is when you know the plot kind of kicked in for me and i was sad to see that boiler had absolutely nothing to do in this episode initially i had thought it showed some promise when you know boiler is like you got something by doing the absolute worst things and then he starts to have this realization that you know maybe they like it when you do a bad job and then he does that one thing where he spills coffee on ransom and that's it boiler is just sort of gone for the rest of the episode that's a lot of lost potential which i don't uh, blame the show for it i just think this episode would have worked a lot better if it was maybe like a 40 minute episode instead of a 20 minute episode because they really had to jam in a lot of stuff i mean rutherford was basically not there at all his best thing was he was excited about pudding that was like it which is fine because he had like a episode and i like that tendy was the main focus of this episode in the b plot basically she's super nice and she wants everyone to like her she first of all ruins the Uh, ascension of this one starfleet officer and so she's going around trying to fix it and how that turns out in the end which was that was fun i liked the whole exploration of the concept between uh, mariner and uh, her mother captain freeman so you know that was something which was new which was explored and it had its ups and downs but i really liked that idea second of all which i really liked the concept of ascension but then i was wondering like how common is ascension in star trek like this is hardly been done you know like this concept i've never seen in any episode where a human or any of the planet is casually ascending like you see with some non corporeal beings already or probably as they mentioned q and traveler and all of that but we have never seen this in as a regular episode and when that character comes in and says that he is ascension guy who was faking it all along and so casually ascends i found it a bit weird it's funny it's a new concept i understand i saw where that was going when he said that you know he was just faking it and then uh-huh. uh, he has to basically sacrifice himself for 10 days i was like yeah this guy is going to ascend no no doubt about it that seems like a start trick thing because like these things are happening all the time especially like if you watch ds9 ds9 had a lot of this weird spiritual shit with the prophets and everything but you never had ascension as such right you mean you are transforming your body to a non corporeal state the, you know this the end scene where <laughs> when he was ascending he saw panda and all of that it was sorry koala bear koala bear koala yeah uh, and it was so funny <laughs> yeah they made a hitchhiker's reference which was like the secret to life is and he just ascends uh, yeah i wish he would have just said 42 and ascended that's it <laughs> i thought for a second he might say 42 but then that would have been true on the news but yeah <laughs> that was really good no what you said about uh, mariner and uh, her mother them having to you know confront each other about their feelings that was i think really well done and the writing was really on point like how a mother daughter relationship can be like you know when mothers can be overbearing or mothers can you know constantly criticize uh, their daughters because you know uh, they want their daughter to be the best but uh, it doesn't necessarily come 
come off that way so that was like a really good interaction that they had when they, while they were stuck in the rock cave thingy and they had to like basically save the ship by themselves i really like that aspect and i also like they have this sweet moment where they kind of reconcile but then freeman goes ki like you can be my first officer and you can you'll be my side all all the time i don't know we'll do this we'll do that you can see just like on madness face the realization that she absolutely does not want this and so she like uh, deliberately gets gets herself demoted that was really good yeah but you know sorry to be a nitpicky here there were two three things which i recalled while i was watching the episode and even in the last episode do you remember in tng when riker used to say that the first officer is responsible for the crew yeah like the crew rotations and the crew assignment yeah, and yeah, yeah. the promotions and all of that which was heavily disregarded in the last episode as well as in this episode where uh, <laughs> the captain is checking all the calls and there's weird promotions directly from ensign to lieutenant what is happening nobody knows but yeah uh, leaving that aside we can give some leeway there the second weird thing is i never expected again like this comes back from the first episode that star trek the ship captains to be jealous or envious of each other because humans have ascended to that level that these petty emotions are not a part of their life where uh, they're fighting which ship should be ahead while pulling the generation ship like that's a weird thing i know they had to do something to pull the plot forward but again this was a very poor method of just doing it i feel they kind of get away with it because the captain is from that uh, one species we saw in that tng episode who are like really you know particular and really like arrogant i don't remember exactly which episode but it was but his species is kind of known to be like a prickly kind of ah. people you know so i think that way they can kind of get away with it and also the fact that lower decks so kind of everybody sucks i like the fact that tendy kind of gets to do more in this episode i really like her character i like her optimism i like her uh, over excitedness she's willing to take personal leave to just help this guy that she barely knows and even though it's because of this reason that she wants everybody to like them i like that she comes at it from a very uh, hopeful and a very positive kind of view i like the fact that she saves him uh, when they're about to die under water and she's like you know you said my life i said your life we're best friends now. so i i like all that stuff uh, there's one thing regarding tendy like regarding that uh, you know they played on her character that she wants everybody to like her and then it reminded me that she's from orion so orion uh, people from orion have this i don't know which it was original series or i don't even remember which it's probably uh, original So from people from Orion they give off this pheromones that everybody likes them in general so i think it comes off from there that because she's yeah. from Orion and everybody in general likes her so if somebody does not like her it really really affects her it's like you know klingons are angry from the beginning and things yeah, like that yeah. so her species has that trope it's a good thing to you know explore and the way she as you mentioned the way the all the things she does to help that person yeah that was actually good to see yeah that's a really good point i i wasn't even thinking of that so that's really good okay one of my favorite uh, things in the episode was when ransom like when they assign mariner to do all these uh, terrible jobs you know like um, the stuff that's like taking carbon off the carbon filter that's klingon prison stuff which is like a really fun nod jack ransom basically sh- says that she's finding little ways to inject joy into otherwise horrible tasks which i think is just generally a good message that people can you know uh, learn from and people can follow that whatever job you might have however dull or however horrible or however shit it might seem you can still find little ways to inject joy in it 
no so i liked mariner's attitude in that yeah that was one of my probably my favorite moment of the show no i agree absolutely because i thought about it a bit when you said in the last episode that how even in lower decks you could see that in each episode they these they leave these small messages in all the three episodes as much as lower decks is not star trek but it is star trek you see these small messages coming off i would actually argue that it is the most star trek because uh, traditionally if you think star trek is not perfect like even though it is about a perfect society Star Trek itself has been far from perfect but even though it is far from perfect even though it has flaws even though it has even like continuity issues and even like you know you have this perfect society but then in DS9 you show so much discord and conflict and yeah. the same in like discovery so Star Trek itself isn't perfect but there is still admirable stuff in all of it you know every Star Trek show every episode there is something they strive for there is something the the episodes are trying to be about that you can learn from absolutely so yeah i think in that way lord x is the most star trekky of the Star Trek. That makes sense. Makes sense. I could still give Discovery a leeway because it was before the original series time and all of that. But DS9 was heavily, heavily conflicted, and you know, with the development of Marquis and all of that, you could see that Section 31, Section 31 Marquis and all of that. So you could see how the Star Trek universe, howsoever ideal it is portrayed, the show would not run if there was no conflict, right? So yeah. it would not have been that famous. So obviously they had to build something. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, if you keep a thing going long enough, you know. it has to change because you know as captain kirk said change is the very nature of you know very essence of life or something like that today star trek is being imperfect but also striving for this kind of amazing you know these these positive messages Well I said I liked the episode so much but probably it's just my bias towards when so much content is driven into one episode it's bad but I I I look for more and more content and this episode was so much stuffed as you rightly mentioned that it should be a 40 minute episode to explore it very well probably yeah. that was the reason why I loved it so much but if I could think of a scene which I liked the most probably I think my excitement towards the essential moment would be it because as I mentioned earlier <laughs> the universe is on a koala's back <laughs> yeah why is the koala smiling uh, the entire Uh, monologue that he said that I am everywhere. I'm here. I'm there. And uh, why is the koala smiling? I'm the koala's back. And then the secret of life is like if it had just ended with 42, I would have just jumped out of my seat. No doubt about that. So yeah, that was a fun bit. So yeah, I really liked that scene. I think for me, this kind of uh, episode kind of became a little dull because it was sandwiched in between two other things that I uh, really like loved. I watched this after you know watching the new Phineas and Ferb movie, which was absolutely beautiful, oh, which nice, was also yeah. like a very sci-fi movie. It was riffing on Hitchhiker's Guide and Star Trek. Like it has like a legit Star Trek parody in it. If anybody is interested, go watch the new Phineas and Ferb movie. It is excellent. And then uh, I watched Lower Deck again. Watched the new Bill and Ted movie, which was also very time. travelly sci-fi kind of thing and also had a sweet message so because it was kind of sandwiched between these two very uh, positive very emotional things i guess this episode kind of did not stand out for me but yeah i generally liked it and a show will always have a best episode and a worst episode so maybe next week's episode will be like a, a lot better it basically tells us like uh, people who do not know we have very different views of assessing a movie series even though we like the same context i would say that you know sci-fi and all of that in general but the looking glass is very different 
for both of us <laughs> like i am very content driven and you know material driven and you are more like how to shot how beautifully it is made the direction and everything so you look at all those aspects yeah i am a bit more technical you are a bit more you know into the actual content of the thing so yeah that's nice and probably it stems from the matter that you are into that field like you have done some stuff regarding that area so you know more about it so probably the more and more knowledge you have the more and more technical you get the more and more tend to analyze it from different lenses so that is why it comes and it gives a, a nice perspective as well yeah but i mean it that can definitely sometimes hamper your enjo- like simple enjoyment of a thing which you have which i really like yeah i think that was it for this episode where we discussed the episode called moist vessel a very weird choice of names but yeah it was a good one and uh, apparently in the next episode title has not come out yet so we can't really tease anything but let's see till then thank you everybody for sticking around and we'll come back next week with a new episode till then thank you bye bye live long and prosper sarcastically wow wow guys <laughs> live long and prosper Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.